If you own a home or a property, uh, you have a couple of reasons you never want to become the victim of home title fraud. Like, for example, um, you know, if a cyber criminal gets a hold of your home's title, he'll take out loan after loan using your home's equity, and then he'll vanish. He's not going to hang around and talk it out with you. He's going to leave you to prove that you didn't commit fraud. Good luck with that. Also, you might not even know that this has happened to you for months. No agency notifies you or asks if you sold your home or added someone to the title. You'll find out when the collections calls start for loans. Um, you don't want this to happen. So make sure you take a couple of steps. Go with America's trusted leader, Home Title Lock. They, uh, they'll help you out with this. You go to HomeTitleLock.com, read the testimonials, uh, check out uh, all of the information there, and register your address. See if you're already a victim and don't even know it yet. And when you register to protect your home, there'll be a place for you to tell them that Stu sent you. That way you get 30 risk-free days of protection. So do that. HomeTitleLock.com. It's HomeTitleLock.com. wrote a little letter to uh, the leadership of Amazon demanding certain things. We'll share some of that with you coming up in 60 seconds. If you own a home or a property, uh, here's a, a couple of reasons that you need to make sure you have the best real estate agent possible. You need someone that you can trust. You need someone on your side. This is the biggest financial transaction you probably will ever go into. And this is true for almost everybody because each time you buy a house, you know, if things are going well in your life, it's probably a little bigger, maybe more expensive than the one before. And it's always, you're just doubling down, doubling down and doubling down on a market that you probably don't fully understand. I don't think people spend their whole time uh, trying to figure out the real estate market in their area. That's why you need a real estate agent you can trust. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find that person. They do spend all their time trying to figure out this market and understand it. And it's important to know not only that you get all the paperwork right and all that, but you have someone on your side that can say, hey, you know, you're thinking about spending a couple thousand dollars fixing X, Y, or Z. You don't need to do that. That's not going to help you. You're not going to get that money back. Someone who would talk honestly to you about it when you're selling your house or if you're going to a new area, moving from, let's say, New York or California to a red state, you need someone in that area. You might not know anyone yet. So how about realestateagentsitrust.com? The name kind of says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, I Here's another example of the inmates running the asylum. Uh, the Amazon employees got together and and wrote the leadership of Amazon, an open letter group of pro-abortion Amazon employees filed this public letter to the company where they demanded that the online retailer 
cease any and all business in pro-life states. We the undersigned, they wrote, come to you today to request immediate and decisive action against the threat to our basic human rights with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. As part of Amazon's wide-reaching efforts toward a more inclusive and diverse workforce, (laughs) really, are they really trying to get a more inclusive and diverse workforce? We believe that Amazon cannot let this recent decision go unanswered. We ask Amazon, the world's best employer, to actively defend against this assault on our liberty. (laughs) Since when is this a corporation's job in this country? (laughs) to defend their uh, employees' liberty. I mean, Amazon's in business to make money. Let's face it. That's what they want to do. Bezos started the company so that he could make a living for himself and his family. It worked out pretty well. Uh, It turns out that he made a really nice living for himself and his family. Um, And it's not his responsibility to uh, follow up on the ideology of his employees. But they want him to cease operations in in states that enact laws that threaten the lives and liberty of abortion seekers. So stupid. stupid. I would abort every one of their careers. (laughs) I would too. Everyone who signed it, I'd abort that career. Either by denying health care in life-threatening circumstances or by criminalizing abortion seekers and providers. Nobody, nobody is criminalizing abortion seekers. Now, some have threatened uh, the abortion providers, like you know the doctors or the clinics that are involved, but nobody is saying that the woman is going to be pros- prosecuted in any way. Now, I, I, I don't think that's in any of these laws. Nor is their life in danger because in, I believe, every single case in these states that are banning abortion... There's the exception for the mother's life being in danger. Every single one. Every one of them. Now, their argument is this weird Roe versus Wade uh, argument that's been around for a long time now, which is, well, uh, you they could die in childbirth. That's really their argument here. Like, if you make them carry to term, they could theoretically die during childbirth. Are you kidding I mean, me? Come on. Uh, really? Like, uh, yeah, that is is really... this 1842 now? Yeah, exactly. Is that where we are? We're no. a little house on the prairie. And uh, Look, the this, dock is about 80 miles away. And we got to get him uh, by carriage. Right. That's, it's just so uh, painfully on. stupid. It is Obviously, stupid. you could die during childbirth. You could die driving to the hospital before childbirth, too. Yeah. You could die for a lot of reasons. You can't predict it. Obviously, the chances of you dying during childbirth are very, very small. It's but ridiculous. you could also die during an abortion. Yeah, uh, you know, true. Th- there's risk everywhere all the time. That is, it's not a, it's not a sensible point. They've been trying to make that, you know, they tried to make that back 50 years ago because it was more common, and so they would compare it against abortion, which, mm-hmm. all, you know, also has its risks. But especially with like the medical ones they have now, their their claims are well, it's not, you know, it's much safer than going through with a full childbirth. Now, look, in 2022, we're talking about two very unlikely outcomes it's unlikely that you would die during an abortion it is unlikely that you would die during childbirth that's not very common and it might might be about equally risky on both of those but, you know I, you might have about an equal chance with each i i don't know they they claim you know their their claim is oh no it's much more dangerous you know and like it's not it, it, you know there's this is a relative versus absolute risk uh, thing they're doing here which is like both apps when you talk about absolute risk 
chances are incredibly low that either one of these two things would happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, their claim is, oh, well, if you compare, if you do a relative risk calculation, you could say, well, it's much more likely. It's very <laughs> unlikely either way. <laughs> it okay? It's a silly, is. silly defense. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, a, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it just, come on. Right, come on. It's just, it's completely ridiculous. I mean, we've talked, I don't know, badger people with all the numbers and go through the whole argument again, but it's just a silly argument. I mean, mm-hmm. well, anything can this- happen in life. Of course, you're going to die at some point. <laughs> all pe- There's a hundred percent chance of death in your future. You know, I hate to, I hate to break it to you. There's a hundred percent chance you're going to die someday. Yeah. And, you know, you can, you're not going to be able to manage exactly when that's going to happen. The chances of you dying during childbirth are extraordinarily low all you know in any developed country at this point but they've been doing this from the beginning even before roe v wade this is how they got roe v wade uh passed in Mm -hmm. part is lying about the risk for uh women who don't have access to abortions because they just made up a number of ten thousand back alley abortion deaths every year well what where did you get that if you go back and look at where they got that which 10,000 back alley abortion deaths every year. Uh, there was a doctor who was a pro-abortion guy who just made it up. <laughs> he he just completely picked a number and threw it out there. The press ran with it. And that's one of the things that that's turned the tide. So often the case yeah. with, the, with the left and their arguments. It's the same thing with the, with the straw situation. The straw one is the one with that... With a fu- nine-year-old kid and a homework project trying to figure out how many straws were wasted every day. And somebody threw out a number that was completely inaccurate and made up of $500 million a day. And it was a kid, legitimately a kid, who put this in a school project. <laughs> and everybody and that is why ran with it. These dumb restaurants have paper straws. Is legitimately it is. the story. Yeah, a nine—I think it was a nine-year-old. It was a nine-year-old who had a school project that mm-hmm. got into the media and then got picked up by a bunch of people. And then everyone said, "Oh my gosh, the problem here are plastic straws. We need to get rid of the plastic <laughs> right. straws and have paper straws that that immediately fold when you start putting liquid through them because they're paper. Paper <laughs> and liquid are not always the best match." <laughs> and then they fold, and you have to ask for three more, so mm-hmm. it doesn't save the environment at all. And we are down that road. Uh, you know, another one, the the garbage island in the middle of the ocean. The uh, yeah, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Yeah, which does not a, exist. Two and a half times the size of Texas. Yeah, been but reported a million times. Does not exist. Can't for some reason be photographed by uh, satellite imagery. For some reason, we don't have a picture of it. Mm-hmm. And these well, why are, don't we have a picture of it? Because as Stu just said, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. exist. It's not really there. These things are so widespread that, like, I remember when I learned. That the island didn't exist because I went through the exact same process you went through, Pat. Mm-hmm. I said, well, wait a minute. Why isn't there a picture of this? What does it look like? Where is it? What's the location of it? Mm-hmm. And you look for it and, oh, yeah, there isn't one. They're just saying there's a bunch of garbage in the ocean. And if you, com- I think, combined it all into one place, in theory, <laughs> there would be an island that's this big. But that's not what happens. And by the way, we're not the ones responsible for it. Almost all the trash is coming from China. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it was my search for the picture of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch where I found the Salon article. Mm. Salon, mm-hmm. which is a left wing, big time left wing mm-hmm. publication, where the guy admitted, "Hey, you know what? We should really tell people there really isn't a Great Pacific Garbage <laughs> Patch. <laughs> We've been lying about that for years, and for it's just years. not there." 
For years. Wow. These things happen. I was blown away. I really thought there probably was a garbage bag. Yeah, I I just assumed there was and was like, well, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. That seems, it seems bizarre, but I guess maybe Mm -hmm. the the current pulls it, pushes it in the, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know what I thought was actually happening. I never put much (laughs) thought into it. It was so much reported as such fact. Mm -hmm. Another one is this idea that uh, global warming, if we don't do anything in 10 years, the society is going to end. Yeah. And this has been everywhere. Every politician oh on the left has said it. AOC, yeah. it's like her favorite thing to say. Biden has said it multiple times. And my argument on that when I first heard it was, look, I've looked at enough climate data over the years. This seems like some outlying scary scenario that some doctor or some uh, scientist said, but is not r- the realistic possibility. Is it, you know, is mm-hmm. it? You know, and it's not doesn't mean the world's going to end. It means that we hit a point where there, it's going to be difficult to to re- to return because of this idea of positive feedback. It's a standard thing in global warming theory where mm-hmm. each thing that goes wrong feeds back and and makes the other things go more wrong. And then that in turn makes the next thing go wrong. It's and a it, feedback loop. It's a, it's a feedback loop. And there's no reason to believe in, in, in all the stuff that I've ever read and what I certainly believe and many scientists as well, that the climate is a positive feedback system. It, it, it's, it seems very clear <laughs> Over thousands of years, it's a negative feedback system. It mm. seems to be able to correct its ice ages with uh, going the other way. It's the reason why humanity has been able to live here for a long time mm-hmm. because of that. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole other story. But I, that's what I thought. And, and that was just me analyzing it and, and just kind of like looking at the way these things normally play out. However, that was not accurate. My opinion was not accurate. And the reason I know this is from Michael Schellenberger, who wrote in his book about this and decided to actually go to the scientist who supposedly was being quoted and asked them, hey, guys, did you guys say this? Was that the UN's uh, uh, climate uh, division or whatever? What do they call that? The IPCC. IPCC. Mm -hmm. And he went there. And he talked to the scientist. To the very scientist. And and what the scientist said was, oh, thank you. We were so sick of this being reported. No, we didn't say that. That's really what it was. <laughs> That's what That's it was. That's how it turned out. Yeah. It's one of the most widely shared pieces of climate hysteria, and the guy who was quoted didn't even say it. <laughs> that is how crazy this stuff is. It becomes yeah. part of the ecosystem in such a weird way. Yep. And from the straws to to all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It be- to deaths of back alley abortions. Yeah. Back alley abortions is a great one. Look, there probably were, and we know there were, by the way, because some of the abortion activists were the ones doing it. They were doing mm-hmm. the procedures that were killing women. Mm-hmm. That was not that was not pro-life people being like, I can't wait to do a fake abortion so I can kill people. The year before Roe v. Wade, um, where they were still doing back alley abortions because they were illegal, mm-hmm. there were 24 deaths 24. due to illegal abortions. There were... Th- no, there were 24 deaths due to legal abortions. There were 39 deaths due to back alley. Okay. Because so 39 were, in a year, the year before Roe v. Wade was passed. Because at that time, about two-thirds of states had banned it. Yeah. But there was still a third that had allowed it. Right. Because it was in the situation like it is now, which when they keep saying mm-hmm. we're going to go back to pre-Roe times, that's not true. It's going to be, there's going to be more access to abortion now than there was pre-Roe because more states will have it open. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so you have you have several dozen, and look, we mm-hmm. want to obviously stop all of them, 
there was, you know, maybe it is, you know, I, I would think a back alley abortion would be very dangerous. But honestly, at this far point, from 10,000, very far from 10,000. Yeah. And uh, this is again, there was a group we talked about Jane's Revenge that was threatening to burn down cities and stuff when this verdict came out. That is based on another organization. The Jane part of that comes from an organization that came, popped up after Roe versus Wade. And they were providing illegal abortions for women. Mm. Uh, uh, or, yeah, it was re- leading up to that, I think. And the idea was they would uh, give these abortions out. And those are the people, not just that particular organization, but those types of organizations were the ones doing the illegal abortions. These, these groups that are praised by the left are the ones doing the illegal abortions that led to the deaths. Jeez. At least in some of these cases. And, and that one, I don't know if there's any with that specific organization, but a lot of those organizations existed in places where these things were banned. But beyond all of that, right? They're like, oh my gosh, we're going to go back to this era of, of back alley abortions. Why? <laughs> Wait, what, what, time, what year is it? Right? Yeah. We have a situation where any woman in any state can get a, uh, a, an abortion if their life is in danger. Any person in any state is within a two-hour flight of being in a place where they can get an abortion at any time, okay? And your employer will almost certainly pay for it. And your employer will probably pay for it. If not, an abortion (laughs) activist uh, organization will pay for it. Because there's a bunch of them that have already popped up. And HHS is talking about paying for it. HHS is talking about it. AOC wants to put these on federal land. I think that's idiotic and won't pass muster. Do abortion tents at national parks. That would be great. We do know that private... Organizations are doing Winnebago's and they're pushing them right up to the border so you mm-hmm. can come right across the border and get your abortion. Mm-hmm. And all of this is almost a pointless conversation for most women because you can order it online from an Indian pharmacy, which will have your abortion pills to you within days. Yeah. And you could take it in Texas, in Louisiana, in uh, Mississippi, wherever you want to. All of this I consider to be bad. Mm-hmm. But why would you go to a back alley abortionist <laughs> when this is the situation where you can get it legally Good question. and get it free yeah. anywhere or just get it in the mail? Why would we go back to a, a, an era of back alley abortions anyway, even if it was only 39 deaths? It doesn't make any sense at all. And anyone who thinks about it, I think, gets to that conclusion. But your job as an American right now is not to think. Because if you think, mm-hmm. then all these things are obvious. If you can do what they want you to do, which is just nod your head and go along with it and, and post your tweets and memes and TikToks, then you're, you're playing the game the, the way they want you to play it. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, it's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, by the way, the uh, Amazon employee uh, letter to the leadership in... Uh, continued yeah i forgot that's where we started that <laughs> yeah conversation. that is where we started <laughs> okay we'll get back <laughs> it's to that. not where we ended but it's uh, where we started a little add going on yes mm-hmm. yeah but i mean it, it's insanity because they also need okay in addition to amazon doing all these things and not not even doing business in states that don't provide abortion like they're gonna divorce texas and and uh utah and louisiana and all of these places and just not do business in 26 states okay good luck they also need space and time to grieve the supreme court decision Mm. yeah they gotta grieve this i like 
Yeah. You know, I got to say, I don't support them uh, in their decision-making process here, but I do like the fact that they're using it for time off. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like the type of scam I would have pulled in high school. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You I, didn't think you'd be able to pull it in the business world, no. but you can. Uh, but I like it. It I turns like out you trying. can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they also want a company-wide policy change going forward to ensure Amazon does not aid or abet anti-abortion causes, ideologies, groups, or public figures including via donation, public sale, public statement, or otherwise. So e- anybody who works at Amazon can't even donate to a political what? entity who supports pro-life causes. Come on. Is that amazing? I mean... It is absolutely amazing. Who do you people think you are? Like, we, we pointed this out yesterday. It's it, uh, Other than the wokeness of so many of these organizations, and Amazon is certainly one of them, there is also a financial motivation here. Why think about the things you have to do if a woman is pregnant? It's it, it, look. I I support a woman who's working, you know, and, and being taking care of them as an employer. I think that's a great idea. But it's not the easiest thing for a company to deal with. You yeah. have an employee who you you value who's leaving for several months. You have to pay their maternity. Then you have to hire a temporary worker potentially on Such the other side point. of that. Uh, add all that stuff in. Uh, a couple thousand dollars to pay them to go out of state. Totally worth it for them to give four thousand yeah. dollars to somebody money. seeking an abortion. They are saving money, and I and guarantee that is part of the calculation here. It's not just wokeness purely. That is, they are like, well, this is going to be cheaper for us, and so they oh, they're seen as virtuous. That's eighty percent of cash. It. Maybe ninety. <laughs> maybe ninety-five. The Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed. I will. Immediately preceding this one live. Well, I can't do it now. It's already, or, it's already passed for Well, now. that's true. But you could listen later on at your leisure. Wait, on demand? Yeah, on demand. Whenever I want whenever it, it you there? want, Whenever it's convenient for you, you can listen then via podcast. That's incredible. Anywhere you get your podcast. Plus, I understand that you also have a show to listen to and watch. I do. View. You should check Enjoy. it out. It's called Stu Does America. Huh. And every day we do this country. Okay. And uh, it's, it's it's fun. All right. We've had a lot of, mm-hmm. it's, it's been a fun show. And I know yours yeah. is as well. I think there's a lot on the conservative side that can get boring and, and uh, frankly, mm-hmm. uh, just dull, you know, bore you to tears every day. And yeah. so we try not to do that. Yeah, we do too. Um, we try to make the apocalypse fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's our goal, is to make the apocalypse that is happening right now, make it fun. Make it fun. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, on, on this note, uh, we've been talking a lot about January 6th today. And that's the day the left wants you to remember. I would well, argue. Well, it's still, it's the day mm-hmm. democracy almost, almost died. died. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, so. a, that's really bad. Mm-hmm. And they really want you to be talking about January 6th. I'm going to mm-hmm. go ahead and argue you should be talking about a different date We've got the new T-shirt up right now at studosmerch.com. 6-24-22. The day mm. Roe versus Wade was overturned. I like that. Go get it. It's a like great shirt. A and it's one of those shirts, too. It's like, it's a way to show you're pro-life and you don't have to have like a fetus on your shirt, you know? <laughs> you know, like you don't want to necessarily have like... I don't want to wear a fetus. I, as much, as yeah. pro-life as I am, yeah. I'm not wearing a fetus on my shirt. Uh, yeah, I don't want like some graphic <laughs> image of a fetus no. on, my, on my stomach as I'm walking around. I already look bad enough. 
<laughs> so this one will help you look uh, good and kind of give you. If that, that makes me a bad person, then so be it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, sorry I'm about terrible. that. terrible. So get it now. <clears throat> StuDoesMerch.com. It's the 62422 shirt. Uh, they also have the mugs and the mm-hmm. stickers and uh, hats and all that stuff. And they're all sans fetus? No fetuses. No fetus. I mean, maybe we should do a separate shirt that's just fetuses. <laughs> like, it's just constant fetuses on every part of the shirt. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that it. would sell even better, but uh, I hope you do. Cause I, I like it because, you know, look, I, I want to make clear what I believe, but I also, uh, I like the fact that people who know, who, who are on our side, are going to know that date, mm-hmm. and I want them mm-hmm. to know that date. The left is going to be saying, January 6th, I want to be talking about that date. That's the most important date we've seen in the last couple of years, I think. Oh, yeah. One of the most important dates in our lifetime, yeah. I'd say. There's already the first the really? first number I heard was they think, even with all of the craziness going on with states opening up abortion access and, you know, you could still, they still think it could prevent 100,000 abortions a year. It's a good I mean, start. That's a it's great a start. freaking start. There's 600,000 now. And if it's only 100,000, what an incredible day. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, what an incredible, if it's only 100,000, mm-hmm. what an improvement. It's still way too many people are going to be aborted but uh, you know what making even that amount of progress shows that we still have a long road to go but also indicates how important this day was and when really when is enough enough the number in the united states alone is over 63 somewhere between 63 and 65 million babies that we've lost since 1973 isn't that enough i would say it is uh it's one and a half billion worldwide that number kills me a 60, one and a half billion 63 million here is really really bad and it, it always hits you in a, in a rough way but mm-hmm. man when you think about globally over a billion a billion and it's between 50 and 75 million every year that's 50 uh, and 75 million a year so crushing is. and many and many of the areas of the mm. globe are going the opposite direction we're becoming more liberalized of these rules uh so Dang. hopefully mm. that that switches and at least it's kind of switched here yeah. in part of the country anyway so uh, check that out. By the way, speaking of the uh, Supreme Court, uh, there were two. This is a surprise to me. I will say, I thought there was three or four decisions left, and there it, are four. There were right? four. Yeah, and I expected we would get four because they. This is the last day they had announced, and also they had been doing about five per day for most of this uh, as they were releasing these. Well, today they came out. They gave the two boring ones. <laughs> no offense to you if you're involved in these ah! cases, uh, but we got the two boring ones and didn't get the two big ones. The two big ones we did not get is the EPA ruling, which I think is the biggest one as, as far as it affects your everyday life and how your government operates. It's a huge, huge case. And then the other one is the uh, remain in Mexico yeah. b- uh, part of the, the, Trump, situation. Uh, the Trump directive. Yeah. So neither of those came out today. They did announce that they're going to come out tomorrow. So that's your last decision day of, of the session. Tomorrow, you will get those decisions uh, you know, alive on, on this program um at least during this time slot and the two that came out was a native american uh issue about who can prosecute in in a native american area and a veterans affairs issue both of them you know important in their own way but not necessarily uh top of the mind so we're not going to spend too much time on that today uh how did it turn out though on the native american thing i I mean who won it was a five, five, four decision. I'd have to go back and look at it uh, oh, okay. in more depth. Um, I kind of, I usually when we go through this, we start with a zillion cases, and at the beginning of the session, I have to go through all of them and kind of understand basic knowledge about all of them. And mm-hmm. they keep getting knocked off as, as you go through this release period. And as they get towards the end, the ones that I 
never really locked in on and cared about all that much. I can't remember all the details yeah. on it. And the, uh, <laughs> the Native American one is kind of interesting because yeah. it's, it involves sovereignty. Uh, and whether or not yeah. they're subject to the United States or are they subject just to the Indian Reservation? Yeah, the concept being someone who is not a Native American going onto Native American lands, committing a crime against a Native American. Yeah. Can the state government jump in and say they're the ones that are prosecuted? I believe what the ruling was with, was no. Like they, you have the, only the federal government can uh, step in and prosecute. Okay, so the sense. state cannot. The state can't. I okay. think that's what, but again, like, mm. I don't know. I, now, look, do I have it on my calendar to commit a crime against a Native American in a, on a Native American well, of reservation? Course you do. I of do. course you do. I do. Yeah. But that's not for six months. So I have not really put much thought into how that will turn out. Okay. So okay. I, I was thinking. Is that just because you won't be driving through a, a, a Native American reservation for another six months? Well, there's a lot of planning or, that goes into a major yeah, crime well, like the true. one I'm planning. Okay. I can't give you. All the details on that crime plot right now. It's understandable. Because number one, I haven't no. worked them all out. And yeah. number two, I don't want to necessarily tip my hand here. Right, okay. Um, but, I I, you know, if you are on a Native American mm-hmm. reservation right now, I'd watch it. That's what, I'll, <laughs> that's what I'll say. That's what I'll say to you. If you see me coming. Can you tell us which uh, reservation? I cannot, Pat. No, okay. All right. I mean, I know. Can there... you give us a state like New Mexico or <laughs> Texas? I don't think there's any reason. I don't see how that benefits me. All right. I'm just saying, if you see me, like, if you're a fan of the show, you're Native American, and you see me coming, I'd run. You Now you know. Your friends might wow. not know. All right. They don't listen to this show. They're not going to know that I'm, I'm there to commit a crime. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I do need to look into the details of this ruling before I really go through with a plan because I <laughs> may wind up burning me. I don't want that to happen, of course. Yeah, you should at least know where they came down on it. And, and here's the thing. Most crimes that happen on Native American reservations happen mm-hmm. to the Cherokee Nation. Well, the Cherokee tribe, <laughs> where they're so proud to live and, uh, and so proud to die. <laughs> you know, the thing was, mm-hmm. they took the whole... Indian nation, and they they put them on this reservation. Hmm. They took away their way of life. I mean, the tomahawk, the bow, and, and knife. Took away their native tongue, and they taught hmm. their stinking English to our young. Hmm. And to, the to beads. You, wait, to your young? Yeah, to my young. Uh-huh. Why, why would they teach it to your... Well, you I don't taught know. English Pissed to your young. Pissed me off, though. I'll did tell you, you that. Okay. No. Uh, we, I taught them Cherokee. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now they know English. <laughs> Because, well, uh, that's what I've been explaining to you. Yeah, that's true. You did mention it. And then the beads we used to make by hand. Yeah. Well, nowadays they're made in Japan or Taiwan or China. Even Mm -hmm. more nowadays. Yeah, even more now. Bangladesh. But Japan rhymes. (laughs) You know, so you're not going to say Bangladesh. Uh, All the beads we made by hand are nowadays made in China. That doesn't really no, work, does no, it? No, it does not. It doesn't really work. It does work. not work at all. So, but luckily we've solved that. Yeah. Uh, the Cherokee Nation uh, and the Cherokee tribe should be all set after this. <laughs> I Unless I, until I show up with my, my, my big crime plot. <laughs> but now you've warned them, so now they're on their guard. It's Look, it's on them now. Yeah, right. uh, you know, at That's one point, right. if it was a surprise <laughs> that I just pull in and I was like, hey, here's my big crime plot, mm-hmm. and I'm going to unleash it on you. That might be unfair to the Native Americans. However, yeah. now I've announced it. Right. So they know if you see <laughs> Stu waddling down the street. Yeah. You know, or coming with, in in your brand new car, mm-hmm. which is on order now, yeah. right? I, I have a getting a car? Yes, this is a big development. Okay. Um, and, and this will help them watch for you, by the way. Yes. Stu's getting a new car. Yes. I don't know if you're going to share what kind of car it is, but 
I, he's I, getting a new one. I, I feel like the same way. I don't want to share the details of the crime <laughs> plot. I don't necessarily because then they know what I was pulling that's up. Sure, that's right. But uh, so I ordered a car in Joe Biden's economy. Mm-hmm. And this has been an interesting experience. And bam! Pat. You got it right away. No, no, no. Well, there's no oh. cars, you know, on the lot. That's how I used to understand how you purchase cars. Yeah. Like you'd go to a, a dealership, yeah, and they would say, "Here are the cars we have. Would you like to choose one of them, or you could special order one, and it'll be here in six or eight weeks." Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way you're, it would typically go. Mm-hmm. That's not how it goes now. No, it really isn't. Um, so I put, I kind of agonized over what I was going to do. They didn't have any cars on the lot that I that I wanted or the type that I wanted. So I did have to put in a special order and the special order normally would take 6 to 8 weeks. That's, you know, that was the timeline. Um uh, when I put in the order, they said, "Look, supply chain stuff, we've got a lot of issues going on." Mm-hmm. Uh and I understood that, you know, I I did understand that. Um it's now been uh, uh 10 months. A uh, 10 months. <laughs> it's the better part of a year now. Yeah. I put it in. And it was on, supposed to be six to eight weeks. August 20th, I put this order My in. Because I had the email. Where I, was, I confirmed it. I had gone back and forth with them a few times before this. But when I really locked down the order, it was August 20th, 2021. It is now June 29th, 2022. Jeez. And just a few weeks ago, Pat, I got a, uh, or I guess it was like maybe a little over a month ago now, where I got a target production week where they decided they were going to actually theoretically build this car wow so the target production week comes okay they say the target production week is going on just the other day i get a text that says quote your car has been built (laughs) and i was like really wow that's incredible it's been built well can i come pick it up we don't have a delivery date for it yet but the car has been built I've got a VIN number and everything. In theory, this car exists somewhere. I think in Lansing, Michigan, or some somewhere up there. I don't know. The third worldification of this country is unreal. It's, un- it's unbelievable. My daughter, I, I think I mentioned this before, was was here for a month visiting. Uh, and so we were going to get her a car because her old one uh, sort of blew up, fell apart. It was no good. So we, we went to a dealership. And uh, it was a Honda dealership, actually. And we said, uh, so we'd like a Honda. Um, like, maybe a Civic? Yeah, we don't have any Civics. Wait, uh, Honda doesn't have, doesn't any, have Civics? any Civics? No. They've had them since, like, 1983. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But not now. Not now. Well, what about an Accord, then? What about, no, we don't have any uh, Accords. Yeah, CRVs? Is that a thing here? No. No, we don't have any cars. I uh, Well, we do have SUVs. We have 20 SUVs. You can pick from among them. I don't want an SUV for my daughter, so uh, we're out of luck. So we go to a Nissan dealer, same deal. She goes back to Utah, and we're on the phone with the dealerships there, and they have no cars, nor can they get any in the next six months. It's like, okay, do do you have a used car? No, but we could get you one by September. And we're going to charge you more than a new car. Right. More than a new car. It's unbelievable. That's one of the options I've had over the past 10 months, Pat, with the car that I ordered, which is get one that's used. Well, those cars are $30,000 and $40,000 more than the actual cost of the car. It's crazy. Which, I mean, yeah, I guess you could pay for that for that premium but i don't i don't really want to no me neither um so uh, nor do i i don't have any interest actually at all in paying that much for a car so it's like especially when a car that i know the dealership supposedly is selling for much much less mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it is 
it's a it's it's really incredible when you think about go back to the i the 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 standard uh cliche of car dealerships right they they now this is not always fair but sometimes you know we go back to the 80s and 90s there'd be those movies you know where they'd be the car dealers would have their car salesman out there harassing you <laughs> to get you into anything how do I, let me, how do i get you into a car today let me go back to my manager i'm going to get i'm going to get you a real deal on this and they would they would give misleading ads and all these stereotypes that you know aren't always true but have been around for decades it's the exact opposite it's been there are times where i'd reach out to the dealers and i i started calling other dealers around the country to try to figure out how i could do this faster they would just uh they would just they barely even respond to you like nah we don't have anything like they don't even care <laughs> Because they don't. Well, they can't get any car, cars. And weren't they getting a little pissed that you kept calling them? They got a little. Th- there yep. was a time where they were just annoyed with me personally, <laughs> <laughs> which is understandable, frankly. <laughs> More Pat and Stu for Glenn coming up. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, we got to tell you coming up here in a few minutes. I don't think we have time right now, but uh, coming up after the top of the hour. We got to tell you about a uh, a special skateboarding competition that occurred where a biological man who was 29 years old beat out a 13-year-old girl for the uh, first place trophy and prize money. They used to make jokey movies about this scenario. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wasn't there a movie where I think it was Johnny Knoxville faked that he was mentally challenged to win the Special Olympics? (laughs) Yes. That's essentially what's actually happening. Yeah, in our society right now, people are. Fa- it is again. You know, I mean, I know people wouldn't like that uh, summary, but that's no. bizarre that that's almost reality at this point. This is the Glenn Beck program.